Welcome back to another episode of Stay Forth Leadership Podcast. I want to remind you what we're about at Stay Forth. We live at this intersection of the spiritual and the practical, which means that we believe that you have a spark inside of you, that each person is destined for greatness, to partner with the living God, to live out some pretty incredible things in your life or leadership. But we also believe in the practical, that there are processes and tools and systems that can help us grow in that direction. It isn't some mythical thing that we just sort of wait for, that we actually grow it and we develop it. And we also say that we want to help leaders move from a striving mindset to an abiding mindset. What that means to us is that we're not just white knuckling it. We're not just trying really hard on our own strength. Is that at that intersection of the spiritual and the practical, there are rhythms and practices and healthy habits that we can continue to grow as leaders, as humans, as moms, as dad, as disciples, those areas of life that deeply matter to us. And the chances are, if they matter deeply to you, then you are impacting people through them. What that means is that we sit with a posture of a steward, a steward that is working hard, but not for our worth. We're deeply and dearly loved so much by God as his kids. But because of that, we can develop, we can grow, we can steward these things well. And you have leadership inside of you. You have influence. And everything that we talk about here is an extension of our heart as coaches. We are a coaching organization, primarily spending most of our week investing principles into leaders' lives who are getting healthy and reaching sustainable impact. Coaching clients, you know who you are. We're so proud of you. We love you. And we're going to continue to talk from that space, not just as leadership experts or gurus or whatever word you want to use, but literally as coaches in the trenches that we're not just spitting out ideas to you. We're actually talking about practices. And here's the good news. You can develop these. Leadership is not about pills. Little things that you can take once in a while, and they are going to completely transform your life as a leader. It's about skills. It's about things that may not come naturally to you, but you can develop them. As humans, we're always looking for the quick fix. And as leaders, unfortunately, we do the same. That idea, that book, that podcast, that one thing you can do and everything else will change. But the best stuff happens through repetition and dedication. It happens when we develop skills and continue repeating them. Whatever area of life you feel weakened, I promise you, you can grow in that area. But we need to figure out how you are best designed for impact, for that sustainable impact that we're after, and to get you going with the grain of who you're created to be. And in this episode and next episode, I'm going to expand on 10 crucial skills. Remember, these are skills, not pills. And a couple of things to remember with skills is that you feel clumsy at first developing new skills. Maybe you use your left hand to do something that your right hand has always done easily or naturally. It's going to feel like you've never done that thing before. Maybe you're stepping into a new space or zone and there's things you just don't know and you just don't know how to do in that space. That's okay. That's normal. And that's a lot of what we do as coaches at Stay Forts. We walk that out with leaders. We're developing new skills. Good news, you're not born a great leader with all these skills intact. We learn them. How do we learn? We try, we fail, we experiment, we succeed, we get better, we grow. 
And here's an example for me is there's a strength that I have of looking ahead, strategizing and planning. Well, unfortunately, I have a corresponding weakness of looking back and analyzing how did I get here? How how did I get from step one to step 43? What was the process of this? And do I actually want to be here? Did I land at the right place? So often, when I don't look back, I don't have a good perception of looking forward and I can get off path. So what I realize is that I often lose track of my goals along the way. I set them in January, and then somewhere along the way, I forget that I had those goals. And of course, because of that, I never accomplished them. So because of that, I developed a quarterly audit. Every three months, I need to look back in macro. It takes me about three hours. And I look back and ask, how am I doing with my goals? I look within and ask, how am I doing internally? Heart, soul, mind, strength, relationships, my faith. And then I look ahead and ask what obstacles and opportunities are approaching. Now, at first, I was unnatural with this. I did this, and maybe it was a C, maybe it was a B minus, uh, but it didn't feel very natural. Now, I take about three hours, and I sit down, I just finish this quarterly audit, and it's incredibly helpful to my life and my leadership and my family, uh, and, I, and I check back in. Why would I be good at something naturally that I've never done before. It's taken practice. That'll be an example for me of a skill that I have developed. You were not born a great leader. Friends, it's cultivated. And in these two episodes, in this, in part one, I'm going to take the first five skills. Now, we believe there's a total of 10 crucial skills that every effective leader has to develop. Sure, maybe there's 71 little habits and micro tweaks you need to make, but I believe there's 10 core skills. We actually taught through those skills. We practice those skills together in the effective leaders cohort. We're going to be doing that again in the next one that comes up. And so I'm going to start by tool one through five today. And each one has a corresponding action we're going to draw you to. You may want to pause this. You may want to uh, write these things down. And these will also be in the show notes. If you need these later, we would love to hear that you guys walk through these exercises. We're not just throwing out ideas here. Again, we're helping you to develop these skills. Here we go. Effective skill number one is discerning between your identity and your impact. An effective leader must be able to discern between their identity who they are, and their impact, what they do. When those two come together and they kind of fuse together, we are setting ourselves up for failure. We're setting ourselves up to create work as the thing that gets us more of that identity. We have to be able to separate those. Is there some overlap? Of course. But we believe that a practical way to do this is creating two sets of things. We call these who goals and what goals. You may recognize this from our tool, the growth game plan. If you've been through coaching, it's one of my favorite tools. And imagine that these two sets of goals are below the surface and above the surface. Who goals are the roots? What goals are the fruits? Who goals are those things about who you want to become? We don't think about those on a regular everyday basis, but those are the things we want people to talk about at our funeral. It may be the fact that we deeply loved our friends. We cultivated friendship there. We deeply loved our family. We were a person of integrity. We were deeply committed to prayer. Whatever those things are that are below the surface, but you want to be true about your life, those go there. And write a series of what are those who goals? And then above the surface, what goals? Now, these are the kind of goals we tend to write more often. 
And maybe these are annually, maybe these are big, hairy, audacious goals. These are things you want to do or accomplish. Again, it's not bad to have those. Just make sure that you've got who goals below the surface, what goals above the surface. And the combination of those can be a really beautiful thing when we look at both of those together. Now, leaders need to ask, are those connected? Is there a huge gap between who I am, my identity, and what I want to accomplish, my impact? Maybe those need to move closer together. But that is a leadership skill is discerning between those. For an example, if you get a bad review on your life or leadership, you get a bad review if you're a restaurant owner on your restaurant to be able to say, that is not the totality of who I am. Maybe I had a bad meal. Maybe we had a bad day. Maybe we had somebody that just doesn't like the kind of food that we serve. Um, I may have failed in this person's eyes, but I am not a failure. And there's no way to continue leading effectively if we cannot separate the difference there. You will fail. You will make mistakes. It's part of growing, learning, experimenting, piloting, whatever you call it. You cannot avoid failure, but that does not mean that you are a failure. Friends, we have to deal with this at the root. Now, we're not saying that these skills are easy. We're saying that they can be developed because as you work at those who goals, particularly we're weak below the surface, we find that there are roots. And here's what's interesting. The deeper the roots go, the more fruit the tree can hold and the more weight that it can hold without falling over. So again, effective leadership skill number one is discerning between our identity and our impact and the exercise, the skill that we or the tool we use to develop that is a list of who goals those roots, and then what goals, those fruits above the surface. Effective skill number two, paying attention to your emotions. Paying attention to your emotions. After coaching for many years, I know this can be one of the most challenging one for leaders. Why? Well, for example, we are putting out fires. We are taking care of teams and we may forget that we have things that need to be attended to. This is something that for me, I can be paying attention to my family and my coaching clients all week long and forget that there are things in me that are not right. There are things that maybe I need to grieve. I'm sad about, I'm frustrated about, I need to pay attention to. And so paying attention to our emotions is really important. Now, we don't believe that these are a guide and tell you everything about where you're at. These are a gauge. For example, you get to the end of the week and you may feel a little bit hopeless. You may feel like you wasted your time all week long. And maybe you realize that that feeling tends to hit you on Thursday, Friday, more than it does on Monday or Tuesday. Well, that means not that you are a bad leader, an ineffective leader, even a bad parent or friend. Maybe that means that toward the end of the week, you get tired. And when you get tired, you get discouraged. That'd be an example of paying attention to your emotions. Once you have awareness, then you can create new actions. What I found is not to trust my gut as much on Thursday or Friday as I do early on in the week because I'm tired. And when I'm tired, I lose a little bit of hope. So how do we do that? How do we pay attention to our emotions? Well, one way to do that is by creating a drains and fills list. This is a great tool, a great exercise for you. Create a drains and a fills list. Very, very simply, the drains list, things in life and leadership that drain you. Doesn't mean they're bad. You've got to do them probably in life or do some of them. 
But the fills list are things that you absolutely love. People say things like, this is why I got into leadership. This is why I started this company. This is why I decided to go into pastoring. This is why I lead this nonprofit. But over time, we forget that. We forget that elusive why. Now, I want to encourage you kind of a secondary. I love the working genius assessment. I just recently got certified. I spent time training teams in this and translating results. The working genius by the table group developed by Pat Lencioni and his team is an incredible way to identify your drains and fills. They call it your working genius and your working frustration. So that is a tool that I'm a huge fan of. It's a $25 investment in your life. I'd love to come and do a, a team training with you guys. But that's another way to be able to do that. Create a drains and fills list. Also utilize the working genius assessment. I believe it's the best 25 bucks you can spend in leadership this year. And in doing that, it will fulfill effective leadership skill number two, or begin to cultivate that at least, paying attention to your emotions. Friends, if we don't pay attention to our emotions, those things lurk below the surface and they actually can draw us into leading in ways that we don't want to lead and in living out of our pain or living out of our deficit instead of living out of our design of who God has created us to be. Effective leadership skill number three discerning your leadership season. We need to discern what season of leadership we are in. A 62-year-old will not lead the same way as a 26-year-old and should not lead the same way. Different seasons call for different awareness. They call for different action. They call for different opportunities in our life. Many would say that that 62-year-old is living in the season of being a sage, being a teacher, being a mentor, being an exemplar to the younger generation. The 26-year-old hasn't yet had enough life to be able to cultivate that like a 62-year-old has. Effective leadership skill number three of discerning your leadership season is so crucial right now because of how quickly things are changing in leadership. It's important for us to know what season we are in because we know the needs of the season. We know the opportunities of the season. We also know what season may be coming afterwards. Now, right here, I believe this is an opportunity to develop reflection. I believe we lean into reflection here. And so here's the exercise. Name the season you've come from. Name the leadership season you believe you're heading into. And in light of that, what activities you should say yes to and what activities you should say no to in this season. Let me give you an example. Maybe you are coming from this season of dormancy. Maybe you've been in, in a winter season. You've been dormant. You could either name that a season of winter or a season of dormancy. And that was a season where you were sort of storing up. Maybe you were kind of secretly learning behind the scenes, but you didn't have tons of public leadership. And maybe what felt like that season of springtime that were to follow, or maybe a season of budding that were to follow, would allow you to maybe lead more publicly. And this isn't just what you want to be true, but what you truly sense is unfolding in your life and leadership. We have to be really, really discerning here so that it's not just aspirational. What season have you come from? And name that. What season are you in, or do you believe you're heading into? It's really important. And again, once you know that and you discern that, what activities should you say yes to in light of that season? What activities should you say no to 
in light of that season. If you're in that budding season and somebody invites you into some leadership opportunities, you're likely to say yes, because you may say, I'm in a learning season, or I'm in a budding season, or I'm in a dormant season, or I'm in a season of holding back or cultivating inward. I'm in a season of externally leading. I'm in a season of global ministry where I'm traveling quite a bit. I'm in a season of locale or proximate ministry. We're not traveling as much and being more steady for your family, whatever that is for you. It's incredibly important that we name that and we properly live into that. Effective leadership skill number four, filtering for the best actions. Filtering for the best actions. Here's the reality. If you are a leader, you're leading with excellence. You've seen any measure of success over time, you're going to have more opportunities, not less. Because of that, we actually need to build filters for the best actions, not the good actions. Friends, the more you lead, then the leadership decisions are not between good and best excuse me, the, the more you lead, the, the leadership decisions are not between good and bad, but between good and best. What that means is that you need filters in your life for best actions. Filters are things that naturally and automatically let the right things flow through and hold the wrong things back. Insert your coffee filter of choice here to think about holding the grounds back, letting that delicious, clean coffee go through. I love the V60 pour over. I don't know what yours is, but it's a good clean cup of coffee because it's a filter that does the work for you. You don't have to do it by hand. Filtering for the best actions is actually leading to the right action in your life and then filtering out the wrong. We need to build systems that do that for us. The easiest, simplest way to do that is create a to-don't list and a must list for this season. The to-don't list is simple. Here are the things you are not going to do. Don't do these things. And when we can say these ahead of time, we can actually make filters for these. Maybe it's specific actions that you know you're not supposed to do. Maybe you've moved to a new layer of leadership and you, you simply cannot take on all the tasks that you had before. Some of you listening are doing one and a half or two jobs right now, and you say, I cannot continue doing this. Some of you are bailing out your team members or your employees, uh, even your grown kids, and you say, I cannot continue to overfunction for them. And a must list, these are the things that you must do. You're either called to them, these are your responsibility, you've signed up for them, these are natural responsibilities that you just have, but the to-don't list and the must list is incredibly important for you to draw a line in the sand. By the way, this is connected to skill number three, we think about the seasons. All of these things are awareness. The more awareness you have, then you take action. If you have awareness of this skill, of filtering for the best actions, that you need to develop that the action then is to actually create this to don't list and create this must list. We'll talk a little bit more about that later. And effective leadership skill number five, defining and expressing boundaries. Notice these are two different, very strong verbs, defining number one, and then expressing number two. Defining is actually about clarifying what boundaries do I need to have? Well, that depends what you're trying to protect. Similar to the filters, what do you need to keep in like a fence? And then what do you need to keep out? First, you have to define those. Number two, you actually need to express those to other people. 
in your life. Externally, maybe that's through an email telling someone why you're not available for this. Maybe that's to your family, that's to your team telling them, here are the things I'm not able to do in this season. Here are things I am able to do in this season. Again, this really moves us from clarity, being clear on this, to courage, from awareness that I have to have boundaries. Here are my boundaries. I've decided on them, and I'm going to express those to other people. Many times leaders form boundaries, but they just don't express them to other people. And unfortunately, that doesn't help us a whole lot. Here is your exercise around defining your boundaries and expressing them. Three steps with them. Number one, you've got to clarify them. That defining process, clarify them. Clarity is key here. Clarify exactly what those are. Again, express them. We want you to express those. Once you've defined or clarified them, you're going to express them. Who do you need to express them to? Your team, your family, those that are involved. Now we're assuming that you have the ability to make those boundaries. You can't create boundaries for things that are in your job description without getting permission. We move from clarifying them to expressing them. The last one is holding them. This is where many leaders still have an issue. And they say, I'm not going to talk on the phone or email after eight. And then they end up expressing that to their team. If you don't have that last one of holding those boundaries, then your team will notice. Not only will they see you do that, you'll be a bad example. They will think they need to do that as well to be able to keep up on the team. Once you're doing that, then you can continue to keep those boundaries. There are two types of boundaries to pay attention to here. Permanent boundaries. These are long-term decisions for the for your health. You may say, I do not accept any sales call, sales calls. Please send me an email. Like, here's my policy on this, essentially. And then seasonal boundaries. These are time-bound decisions for our health. You may say, until the end of the school year, I'm not getting together with friends in the evenings in order to blank. Maybe cultivate something else in your life. And you may say, hey, in the fall, I can do this again. Maybe next year I can do this again. Right now, during the season of Lent, I'm not going to go out and get dessert with you or get a glass of wine. And here's why uh, I'm fasting from those things. Permanent versus seasonal boundaries. It's incredibly important that we understand those things first. And then secondly, that we live those out um, because you are an example. Remember, you have influence. Whether you think that you do or not, you are an influencer to the people around you. And it's incredibly important to think through those five skills. Here's the question we're going to leave you with is which of those five skills is most timely for you to cultivate? Which of those five skills that we went over is most timely for you to cultivate right now? And what step will you take to cultivate those? That's only part one. We're going to be coming back next week with effective leadership skill six to 10. Friends, I promise you, ideas are not enough. We don't just want a leadership pill. A leadership pill is only going to get us limited relief. We need to develop leadership skills. And the good news is that we can all cultivate those, practice those, and develop those. We'll catch you on the next episode of Stay Forth Leadership Podcast. So long.